Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. Medicare can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. My name is Andrea Corpany, and I am an agent authorized to offer AARP Medicare plans from United Healthcare Insurance Company. I would be happy to help you better understand Medicare, your coverage options, and discover what may make AARP Medicare plans from United Healthcare a great choice for you. Call me, Andrea Corpany, today at 281-773-6239 so you can decide on a plan with confidence. That's 281-773-6239. Welcome to Veterans Air, the Veterans Hour. I am your host, Douglas B. And you can listen to us live the first Tuesday of every month at 1 p.m. here on your Lone Star Community Radio, or you can listen to us at 10 a.m. every Tuesday when we will rebroadcast our shows. Don't forget, you can look at any past show by checking us out at www.veteransair.us on our Facebook or YouTube channels, SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your fine podcasts. Now, today I am pre-recording for the December 6th show because i got a lot of people coming into the studio for interviews all day long. I've decided to dedicate this month's program to the veteran service organizations in the area and the wonderful work that they were doing. In the studio right now, I have Ralph Massengill, who is representing the Marine Corps League, Toys for Tots, American Legion out in Willis, VFW, and I have Tim Wilhite, and he is the captain of our combined honor guard. And we're going to... Time for drugs. <laughs> no, that's what it says. It's time for drugs. Um, they're going to talk about their respective uh, uh, organizations and how you can help them. Start us off. We're going to talk to Ralph about Toys for Tots. Because if you haven't been out and about and you haven't seen the Toys for Tots collection, um, buckets, barrels cartons, boxes, then you've been blind. Ralph, what is Toys for Tots? Toys for Tots is an organization that provides toys to needy children. Um, They started in 1947 when Major Bill Hendricks out in Los Angeles took his reserve Marines out, collected over 5,000 toys uh, for children and passed them out in the Los Angeles area. Since then, through the 75 years for Toys for Tots, they've collected 627 million toys and distributed them to over 281 million children. Last year alone was 87, uh, 8.7 million children that got toys, and there was over 25,000 toys they collected. This year, I've already been told that we've had 1,000 requests right here in Montgomery County for toys. And we're working hard on that. I'm going to pause you there for just a second. A thousand requests from children looking for Christmas. Now, this summer, when I, I reached out to y'all, said, hey, Montgomery County Food Bank needs your help, you were that generous that they met their goals. Because why did we do that? We have hungry children here in Montgomery County. So there's no doubt in my mind that this year, Toys for Tots will exceed every other year. Because you and I both know it's hard out there. And somebody needs to be thinking about this. Marines being Marines, they thought of this 75 years ago. Correct. And they're doing it. Now, if you check the link below or above or on the sides or wherever you're watching me today, you'll see a link to where these drop-off boxes are in Montgomery County. They're all over the place. You can't miss them. Ralph, if somebody wants to, to give a toy, what's the process for this? Okay, all it needs to be is a new unwrapped toy. 
It can be for a girl, a boy, any age. When we go to the warehouse with them, we separate them and fill the requests that we get that way. So if you find a drop-off box, take a new unwrapped toy, just drop it in there. When the box gets full, we'll pick it up, or else um, on December the 12th is our pickup day this year. We'll pick December up all the, what? December the 12th, and we'll pick up all the boxes at that time. So you have six days, six days to get to the store and get something. Now, I remember when uh, I was active with the, with the Legion that uh, we, we did a whole bunch of donations in-house, and then they said, Doug, go get toys. It's not a hard process to be at a store and pick something up and going, you know what, I bet some little girl would do this. I bet some little boy would like this. I bet some teenagers would like this stuff. So it's all ages. Correct. And I don't have to wrap this. No, sir. All I have to do is just pick it up and drop it off in a box. That's it. Very simple process. Now, specifically, what does the Marine Corps League here in our area do? The Marine Corps League is the representative for Toys for Tots in this area. Um, the United States Marine Corps, after Bill Hendricks' successful year, adopted the program and all Marine Reserve units are responsible for collecting Toys for Tots. Now in areas where they don't have a Marine Corps uh, Reserve unit, they have the Marine Corps League who is authorized to pick up. And in this case, it's the East Tex Detachment here in Conroe. Well, what's a Marine Corps League? Marine Corps League is an association of former Marines, whether they're retired, disabled, just the simple fact that they served in the Marine Corps. We also have associates that yourself, not being a Marine, can still join and participate with us. Well, being former Army, I, I know for a fact um, why we have the Army, because even Marines need heroes. <laughs> I'll pay for that later on, I'm sure. But don't worry, Tim, we'll get to Navy jokes here in just a minute. Um, a year or so, two years ago, um, I was involved, and still am involved, with, a, uh, with a, uh, uh, a racing league. And we had the Veterans Air racing car. Mm -hmm. they, the the, the um, 4T is, is the racing team. They, uh, two years ago, worked with the Marine Corps League um, to do a toy drive for Toys for Tots. And they had this huge teddy bear sitting in the race car, decked out in, in Marine dress blues. And I've seen that since then. What's the significance there with the teddy bear? The teddy bear is just a symbol that they've adopted at, for the toys for the Tots. See? And you thought you weren't going to learn something today. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. All of the people involved with the Toys for Tots, they're all volunteers, are they not? Correct. So all of these Marines that you see out there working the Toys and Tots program, they're all volunteers. They're doing this on their own time. This isn't a duty station for them. Correct. In this area, it's all volunteers that are working. In areas where they have Marine Corps reserves, they may get forced into it, made it into part of their duties, but they all love doing it. It's great doing it for the kids. That's one of the things that I love about Texas. I'm not a native Texan. I'm from New York. Um, when I got down here to Texas, um, it was a culture shock on just how giving Texans were and how veteran-centric um, I guess that's a good word for it, venture sector, Texans are, and how generous they are when they find that someone's in need. And I think the Marine Corps exemplifies that with their Toys for Tots. Um, when, uh, when I did the, uh, the, the, collected all the toys for the uh, American Legion a couple of years back, um, I forget which store I went to, um, but I'm just I'm pulling toys off the shelf from different ages and whatnot, and the manager comes by, I got three shopping carts, and he's like, what are you doing? And I said, well, I got designated to be the guy that collects the toys for Toys for Tots for the Legion. And he went, 
you're doing Toys for Tots? I said, yeah. He said, no problem. And he's just kind of pulling stuff off the shelves, just emptying the shelves. And I said, I don't think we have enough money for that. He says, no, we got it. Um, it's that type of generosity that I see every day, especially here in Montgomery County. Have you noticed that? Yes, I have. Um, we had a donor come into the VFW this past weekend and completely filled the box that we had there. That's fantastic. Yes, the local VFW, you can drop your toys off there. We have a couple of boxes hanging around, I Correct. saw. There's one in the bingo hall and one in the canteen. If you take a look at the link above or below or on the sides, wherever you happen to be watching me today, you'll find the link for uh, where all the boxes are here within Montgomery County. So if you're up in Huntsville, guess what? There's a collection point there. Willis is a collection point there. City of Montgomery, there's a collection point there. Woodlands is a collection point there. They're all over the place. You're out and about anyway. Pick something up. Put it in the box. Make somebody's kid happy this Christmas. It's, it's, you know, if we think back to our own Christmases, how happy were we when we woke up and we saw the presents underneath the tree? Oh, absolutely. There's families out there hurting. Yes. There's families that are going to be out there really hurting this holiday season with the price of gas, the layoffs, um, inflation, it's, it's hitting home and it's hitting hard. You can make some child smile. Now, Abraham Lincoln once said, there's no such thing as a truly altruistic act. And I believe that that's true. Because when you do something like this, when you do this, this, this charitable giving, it is Charitable Giving Tuesday, I believe, um, Giving Tuesday, um, when you give to someone else, it actually makes you feel good. It really, really does. This year, I want you to dig deep, dig as much as you can, and give to the Toys for Tots. There's nothing special you need to do. Ralph already said, don't need to wrap these things, right? No. Just pick something up, put it in the, in the toy box. Um, as we were growing up, everybody had a favorite toy. Everybody had something that they wanted for Christmas. What did you want when you were growing up? Mine was always some game, something that we saw on TV. Uh, I think it was shenanigans was the big thing one year. Oh, you're definitely showing your age now. Oh, yes. <laughs> I wanted Digger the Dog. Digger the Dog. Tim, what did you want when you were a kid? Bridget Bardo. <laughs> that might be a little bit difficult to have underneath the Christmas tree this year, but you know, you never One know. One can hope. One can always hope. There's always hope. Um, Ralph, you do a lot of things. You wear a lot of hats. Yes, I do. You wear Toys for Tots, Marine, VFW, American Legion. Talk to us a little bit about the American Legion. Okay. Well, the American. Oh, you got to put on your American Legion hat. Okay. <laughs> well, we want to promote everyone, and you're with the American Legion up in Willis, right? Correct. Um, American Legion Post Six Eighteen in Willis. It's a veteran organization. Uh, anyone that has been honorably discharged from the military can join. They also have an auxiliary of uh, ladies. They have a men's group and they have a sons group. They call it Sons of the American Legion. They're all relatives of people that have served, but they serve vets that are in need. If they come to us saying, I need help with my electric bill. I need food for my table. My car insurance is due. We help them. The American Legion is different than the Veterans of Foreign Wars. Veterans of Foreign Wars, you have to have been a veteran of a foreign war to be able to get in. The American Legion, you just need to be a veteran with an honorable discharge join the American Legion. And the American Legion, you may not know this because they're not very vocal these days, but 411 is the Conroe Post. It's still up, right? Yes, it mm -hmm. is. 
Conroe 411. Um, in the years past, they were more vocal than, than, than they are lately, but they're still there. And both of these organizations, the American Legion and the VFW, serve a very useful purpose. As Ralph just said, if you're a veteran in need, the veteran service organizations, the American Legion and the VFW, they should be your first stop. They can help. As veterans, all of us, we seem to have the, the same type of, of thought process when it comes to a handout as opposed to a hand up. You are always going to help your buddy. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to give him a handout, but you are going to give him a hand up. Now, Tim, you're with the 411, right? Yes. Good morning. Guten Morgen, my Freund, wie geht's? Can you hear him? All right, that's I just wanted to make sure. Good morning, wie geht's? Wie geht's gut? Uh, yeah, um, yeah. So, what is the 411, the American Legion Post 411 here in Conroe? What are they doing this Christmas season? Uh, that American Legion Post, at every meeting, uh, we have a 50 50, and, the, and usually the 50 50, uh, one of the members that's uh, there who wins, donates that their part back, and that money is all saved for Christmas. And usually it's on the order of about 500 bucks. Uh, and then we either adopt a family or two families for Christmas, or we have, uh, uh, I think we gave the money last year, two toys for tots, I think. Uh, yeah, it, it just uh, some worthy cause circling Christmas for now, that fund. You also wear multiple hats. I guess. I... Well, you're with the American Legion. Yeah. You're also with the VFW 4709 Auxiliary. Yes. And your beautiful uniform shows. Yes. You're with, it's still the combined honor guard, correct? Well, I've never heard it called that myself till you said it. I, but it's, uh, VFW forty seven oh nine honor guard. Uh, you know, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm the what the hell do I know? I'm not on the honor guard. Well, come join, dude. <laughs> um, I asked him to join us today because we have a problem. When I say we, I mean you and me. One of the requirements of a veteran is to continue to serve. One of those requirements for every veteran is to pay honor where honor is due. Thus, the honor, uh, honor guard. Now, the honor guard in and of itself is made up from members of the VFW and... Well, the auxiliary uh, at this particular post, uh, Ralph is on the honor guard up at 618. Correct. And uh, what I'm going to express for uh, VFW Honor Guard goes for 618s uh, and a lot of Honor Guards in the area. We're uh, running short on participants and having more and more trouble fielding a team to go out and present the military honors that the uh, recently deceased veteran earned. So that's mainly the reason I'm here today is just to get it out there. Uh, we at the VFW, they have now voted in. Uh, you can be a member of the Honor Guard and not be a member of the VFW. Uh, as long as you have an honorable discharge and a desire to serve in that capacity, then we want you on board. Uh, Let's talk about that for a second because that's very, very important. Um, membership in all of the veteran service organizations, all of them are down. Various reasons, whatever the case may be. In years past, you had to be a member to be part of the Honor Guard. Yes. And this is just a recent change here for 4709, VFW 4709's Honor Guard is, you can be a member of the Honor Guard, but don't have to join the VFW. Um, makes me have to ask, since the VFW 
one of the requirements to join the VFW is that you've served in combat. You've been yes. in combat designation. Um, does that stipulation still hold true if they wanted to join the Honor Guard? No, as long as you have an honorable discharge, then I had thought about it and I brought it up. Uh, when we provide honors for the deceased veteran and for their family, uh, we don't ask, are you a member of the VFW? We don't ask if you're a member of the American Legion. It, they're a veteran. Well, why then cannot any veteran that has the desire to participate from the Honor Guard side do that, even well, if they're not eligible for the, like the VFW? And I wasn't eligible for the VFW to join the VFW because I was never in a uh, area of uh, 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 conflict. <clears throat> So I got the end of the auxiliary through my father, World War II vet, uh, and then was on the honor guard. But why can't anybody, as long as they've got an honorable discharge, they're willing to remain somewhat clean cut and help provide these honors. And I can guarantee you when you do and you do a good job and you uh, leave it the uh, ceremony, the service, uh, you have a good feeling about it. I mean, it's it's rewarding. Well, here's something for both of you being Honor Guard members. How much you're all paid to be on the Honor Guard? The VFW doesn't pay anything. Um, they do allow them to have a beverage when they get back to the post if they want it. Uh, the American Legion um, used to pay us $30, and that was cover the cost of our cleaning our uniforms and driving to the post and all but most of the people give that money right back to the post so wait a second <clears throat> are you telling me you guys volunteer your time to give honors to our fallen veterans this is they're all the honor guards uh, are that are non-active military or reserve military acting in the reserve capacity our volunteers. Now, when we go out, uh, a lot of times the funeral homes and, and or the families, they, they want to provide an honorarium. We don't ask for it. It's not brought up. The funeral home might mention it to the family, and we may get an honorarium, and it may be cash, uh, maybe a check made out to the post. Uh, so sometimes we do walk away with some money in the pocket. It's not a lot. It's not going to make us rich. And, we don't want to get rich off of this. It's We are there to provide that service. We're honored to do that service. We feel good after we have done that service. Money is not necessary. Here's how much I, <clears throat> excuse me. Here's how much I believe in doing the funeral services for the families. If the call goes out to the honor guard at the American Legion and we don't have enough participants saying they're available, I clear my schedule to make sure. I believe every veteran deserves that. Gentlemen, raise your right hand. Please behind your head. Pat yourself on the back. Thank you so much. I'm going to tell you this story. I'm going to tell you a personal story from uh, when my father passed on. Um, the Brels have a long tradition of serving in the military. Um, every generation serves. You're firstborn, you're joining the military. That's it. Um, when my father died, he died uh, Christmas morning, and uh, the funeral for my father was going to be New Year's Eve day. Well, I called around to, in, in the town in New Jersey where, where he was living with my mother, um, trying to get him honors to be buried. They couldn't field an honor guard. They couldn't field a color guard. We're going to talk about the distinction in just a second. Um, couldn't do it. They just didn't have enough people to lay my father to rest with honors. So this is in South Jersey. So I called Brother Johnny up in Watertown, New York. And uh, you remember Brother Johnny. I've had him on the show a number of times. Uh, he's actually in town this week, by the way. Um, I called Brother Johnny just to vent that, that we couldn't field um, an honor guard to lay my father to, to rest with honors. Um, and as I said, the 
funeral was going to be New Year's Eve day. Brother Johnny put a call out to his platoon. He said, everybody's on leave, it's Christmas. And they got a van and they drove from Fort Drum, Watertown, New York, to South Jersey, laid my father to rest with honors, and then drove back up the very same night. This is the type of dedication that our honor guards put forth. This is how much they think that of this sacred duty to, to field these honor guards and to lay you and me to rest with honors and dignities. If you ever wanted to do this, ever wanted to show the honors to our fallen, but you didn't want to join the, the VFW or the American Legion, Tim says you don't have to now. You can join just the honor guard. There's two types of, of functions that the honor guard um, does within the organizations. There's the honor guard where we give honors and, and to lay to rest our fallen brethren, and there's also a color guard. Can you explain the difference to me? Uh, as what you just said, providing honors to the uh, deceased veteran who earned the honors by serving the country. And then the color guard is used to, uh, in a dignified manner, show respect to the flag and at ceremonies and uh, things of that nature. And the color guard will present the colors uh, and again, it's all about the American flag at the, uh, at the funerals. When we salute the folded flag, that's what we're saluting is the flag. When the flag, uh, when the coffin, flag-draped coffin passes us, when we're in line, we come to present arms. That's for the flag. If the coffin didn't have a flag on it, we wouldn't do that. It's all for the flag. And then the honors to the veteran, but color guard is just presentation of the flag at various ceremonies, things of that nature, uh, you know, in a dignified military manner. And now, you guys put in some serious hours practicing these for the ceremonies and for the funerals. Is that not correct? Well, you show up. Almost everything we do, you're stepping into an environment that you may not have been in before. Now, if we go down to the national cemetery for a funeral. That's fairly cut and dried, how it's going to occur. Uh, we also will do uh, services. When a, a veteran uh, passes, his family can have his branch of the service provide military honors, but they will not do the three-volley gun salute. Now, three-volley gun salute, it is not a 21-gun salute. A lot of people think it's a 21-gun salute. It is not. That's reserved for the president. For a funeral, for military honors, it's a three-volley gun salute, and we can do that with as few as three guys. Uh, and We will go out sometimes with the military present. They won't provide the gun salute. We'll do the gun salute. The military will do honors. Uh, and then back to color guard, it's just all about placing the flag, representing the flag, uh, you know, like uh, when uh, the national anthem is played, if you've got the American and the Texas flag, the Texas flag is dipped, the American flag is always up type thing, and uh, it's just honoring the flag for color guard. Ralph, how many members are on the, the, the 618 American Legion's um, honor guard? We have seven right now. And on the VFWs? Uh, well, I've probably got the phone numbers of about, uh, yeah, seven, eight, nine guys, but uh, a lot of them uh, have taken jobs or are uh, they're, they're younger and they have a job, so they can only slip it in when they're not working. Uh, you know, the, the my full-time guys, there's like four of us. I think I'm bringing one more on board now to have five. You'd like to go out with seven just to have the 21 guns but uh, or 21 volleys, but 
it's not a requirement. It's a three volley gun salute. So, and you still provide honors like that. What, what, what I'm getting out here is is this isn't a all or nothing commitment. You can be on the honor guard, and they can call you and go, "Hey, we have a funeral or we have a ceremony on this date and this time. Can you make it?" It's a yay or a nay. I can be there or I can't be there. Well, the saying is because it's a volunteer group and everybody has a life and life is going on. So you call, uh, you get a call from a funeral home or for a, from a family member requesting honors on X date at X time at X place. Uh, so then you start making the phone calls to the troops and, you know, say one of them's daughter is getting married that day or whatever. There are certain things in life that have to take precedent. It's it, uh, That's why retired guys are always good because a lot of times they don't have a whole lot going on. This is something they can do. We uh, have a beer together afterwards. Uh, you know, uh, I'm hoping on putting together a Christmas party for us here close to Christmas. You know, it's just a, a good camaraderie between the honor guard members of whatever honor guard you're in. And again, that's all over the county. There's quite a few. Tomball, I think, has one down there, 618 up in Willis, us. Any any person that's out there, male or female, that has an honorable discharge that would be interested in giving back and participating in this, uh, look into it. Go to your closest VFW, American Legion, check. I'll give you an example of how dedicated we are, Doug. For VetFest, they had asked the VFW to present the colors uh, at the beginning of the concert. It's a four-man detail. You have two rifle bearers, one uh, with the Texas flag and one with the national colors. They couldn't come up with but two. I happened to be out there helping the VFW with their tent when Tim came up and asked me if I could possibly help out. I got on my phone called, got another member from the American Legion, went home, changed in my uniform, and we did a combined color presentation, American Legion and the VFW. Which was pretty cool, actually. That's, mm -hmm. It was nice. I was there. I saw it. We had a booth out. Uh, Veterans Air had a booth out there. And, uh, it's where I won my, my wonderful VFW bug. <laughs> oh, man, you're so proud. I am because, you know, all right, so we voted, the VFW voted whether or not we were going to do these, and I voted no, because they were very, very expensive. Um, and now that I have one, I won this at the raffle at VetFest this year. Uh, now that I have one, it was well worth every penny we spent, um, even more so that I didn't have to spend a penny for it. <laughs> <laughs> these, things, these things are great. It'll keep my, my, my coffee hot all day long or my iced coffee cold all day long. Next morning, you'll still have ice floating in it. I, I love this cup. Well, and if you come on out and join the Honor Guard, I'm sure we can supply you with a cup in addition I, to the uh, pride that you gain from performing that duty. I, I, I am sure that, that that can happen. And if it doesn't, you just let me know. Veterans Air will make that happen. Hey, we're on it, dude. Because I, I really need to get this engraved with the, veteran, with the Veterans Air logo on it, too. Well, get with it. I know. I'm a slacker. Um, I was going with something. Ah, so to field, you can field a three-man team at 4709. Uh, usually. When a, a, when a veteran dies, passes on, what's the process of getting hold of the honor guard to say, I would like to have, you know, like to have my father, my brother, my sister, aunt, mother, married with honors. What's the process that goes along with activating you guys? Well, the easiest way is to contact the funeral home that you're going to be using because they can verify that you are or the deceased is a veteran and they can also get the flag and they will contact the honor guards in the area to see if we're available. That's the first line. But um, is your phone number out there? Because mine's out there, and I get calls just from family members. Right, we've had them call directly to uh, the VF. I mean, to the American Legion 
to get in touch with the captain of the downer yeah, guard. Uh, which uh, sometimes can muddy up the works, not going through the funeral home, and usually it's because of the flag. Uh, but, yeah, call any VFW, uh, uh, call down to the National Cemetery. Or if you are interested in having your loved one's branch of the service perform the honors, now, again, they won't do the gun salute, but you can call Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio. You can call the uh, uh, Fort Hood, the main lines, tell them what you're doing. They'll put you in touch there with the proper uh, channels to obtain that branch of the service, be it Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard. Uh, they can hook you up, and then they can also call one of our groups if they uh, to see about the gun salute. We had one last week. Uh, and we were all, I didn't have enough people Thanksgiving week. I was out of town, too, and uh, I got a call just for that, just for the gun salute. On th uh, Thursday, I think it was, they wanted it. And I said, sorry, sweetheart, we, we're scattered to the four winds for this. So. Yeah, just so everyone knows, Tim drove in all the way from Florida last night. Didn't get here until late last night. But still managed to look spiffy and show up here. Thank you. I appreciate that. Ooh, spiffy. Now, there's a word. Can you spell that? Spiffy? S-P-I-F-F-Y. Um, I'll buy it because I can't spell it. You could have said anything. <laughs> That's what I figured. What the hell you guys wouldn't know. Um, the flag. If you did not know this, the flag used to drape the coffin is of a different size than what you're normally seeing. What you're normally seeing. When, uh, when we laid uh, my friend Diana Marie to rest, um, and I worked with the, the, the family, um, made sure that they brought a flag, I didn't even think to tell them the size of the flag that they needed. So they showed up with a three by five. Um, an excellent honor guard, the old guard, I, she was interned in, uh, in Arlington, and they said, you know, so, you know, the family's all freaking out and whatnot, and they said, don't worry about it. We have extras for you. We'll take care of it. Yeah. Um, but, yes, I, I, I strongly recommend that if your beloved passes, that you coordinate with the funeral home because they're used to dealing with this. All you need is the DD-214, and I've preached about this over and over again. If you're a veteran... You need to put together a package for when you pass on. In that package should be your DD-214. It should be your burial, uh, burial, burial medals. Burial medals, Doug, what the hell are you talking about? Yes, yes, the United States government will provide you a set of brand new in the box medals for all of your medals that you can have for your burial or you know for your shadow box that you can leave behind to your to your children or grandchildren or mother or brother or whatnot. Um, if you do this beforehand, then when you pass, who's ever going to be taking over for you can go. Here's this package, all good to go, and it makes it that less stressful on the people you are leaving behind. Do I have one put together? Of course I do. Um, do I know where it's at? No. <laughs> I made it, I put it in a drawer, I haven't seen it since. I'm sure it's in the office someplace. Um, I suspect that my brother knows where it's at. Um, though, the VFW 4709 Honor Guard will field with three people. I personally say that we as a veteran community can do better than that. We as a veteran community can field full Honor Guards and Color Guards. This is, if I was physically able to do this, I would. I would consider it an honor <coughs> to do this. Um, unfortunately, I'm not, so I can't. I can just stand by the on the sidelines and salute as the colors pass. Um, look inside yourself. If you're listening to me today, then you obviously care. 
Um, because seriously, who listens to me if you really don't care? So you already know that you care about these things. Reach in a little deeper, reach out, contact your local veterans service organization, contact VFW 4709, contact the American Legion 618 up in Willis and say, hey, I heard Doug talk about this and he's right. Of course I'm right. Join up. Join the honor guard. Do your duty. Well, and to that end, uh, if you're out there and you have time uh, and would like to uh, participate, which we would love to have you, uh, the VFW uh, 4709 phone number is uh, 936-756-7614. You can call there, ask uh, for them to get in touch with me. You can get in touch with me at 936 five two four zero two three six leave a message i'll call you back uh 411 up in willis if you're up in that neck of the woods call that post the american legion and again i think the tomball down there their bfw has an honor guard uh look up the post close to you if you feel froggish and want to jump jump and come on in because we sure could use you and you'll feel good about it and we we do have a good time uh, I mean, when it's time to go into military mode, we do perform the duties uh, in a military fashion, provide the honors for the deceased, uh, the family, uh, they feel good about it, and then you walk away feeling good about it, uh, and then we go have a beer and we have a good time together. Uh, camaraderie. I will get the numbers for the local VSOs in the areas, and I will post them above or below or on either side, depending where you're watching me today. Um, so you'll have them out there. Tim, you just let out your, your, your cell phone number. You, you realize I have four listeners, right? Uh, are three of them women? Yes. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, get to put on your other hat. Which one? You get to put on your, VSW, your VF, uh, VFW hat. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Ralph Massengill, the senior vice for VFW 4709. Thank you for joining us this morning, Ralph. You're welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. I want to talk today about some of the activities that are happening at the VFW or that happen continuously at the VFW. Oh, by the way, we will have a new web page coming out before the end of the year. Um, as soon as I get off my fat butt and finish it up, we'll, we'll, we'll have it out there for you all. And I'll have an interactive calendar where you all can check it out. But things happen socially at the cantina located at the VFW. Um, and they happen every week. Yesterday, you guys did what? Yesterday was po uh, Pokino. We play that on the fourth Monday of every month. And, and you, you won? No, I did not win. <laughs> but if you're not familiar with the game, it's basically playing bingo with playing cards. So instead of uh, B14, it may be the king of hearts. Instead of I26, it may be the seven of diamonds. And when you get a straight line bingo on the card, you call Pekino. And you win money? Yes. We have an envelope made up for each person that's playing. They have different amounts, anywhere from $1 to maybe $20 in an envelope. And to start with, when you win, you go up and you take a sticky off of one of the envelopes. And we go completely around the table until all the stickies are taken off. In the second round, you call a number and you can steal someone else's envelope. And when you get to the end, all the envelopes that you have are the ones that you get to collect the money on. Do we have any other games that, that go on like that? We have Bunko that's played on the second Monday of every month. Well, wait a second, isn't that a misdemeanor? No. We have Bunko squads, don't they? Yeah. Yes, they do. So what's Bunko? But Bunko is a three-die game. Uh, you roll them as you start off trying to roll ones. As long as you roll a one, 
you continue to roll and you add your score up that way. If you get three of a kind for the number you're supposed to be rolling, that's called a bunko, and you get 20, uh, what is it, 26 points for that. If you get three of a kind of a different number, then you get five points. But as long as you're rolling the numbers that you need, or many buncos, you continue to roll. And it's on a timer. Um, the head table, whenever they reach 26 points, or I'm sorry, 21 points, then the game's over. They'll ring the bell, everybody stops where they are. The losers stay at the table they're at. The winners advance to the next table. And we continue around for six complete games. And what do you win if you win? Uh, we have prizes for the most losses, the most wins. The most I can do the most losses. Yeah, I have done the most losses before. Uh, we also have uh, most mini uh, buncos and the most buncos. And the prizes are part of the pot that comes in. It's a $10 entry fee, and all of the entry fees are paid back out to the players. Now, these games are just for members of the post. Is that not correct? Actually, you can come in and play if you're a guest also. Gee. And let's don't forget the Friday night Texas Hold'em game. Correct. Which is uh, every Friday night, 7 Are you still doing that? Still doing every fights? Friday night, starting at 7 o'clock, we have a Texas Hold'em poker tournament. And we will play until we get down to only two or maybe three people left. So uh, from about 7 till almost 11 is when we're playing. I, I bring this up to bring up about the canteen at VFW 3709. That's at 1303 West Seaman Street, the place with the big helicopter in front of it, in case you didn't know. Um, did you know that the canteen, that you can not be um, a member of the post, but still join and become a member of the canteen if you're a first responder? Correct. We're still doing that, right? Yes. First responders, any honorably discharged vet, plus their immediate families. So if you work at the jail here in Conroe, you're eligible to join. It's $20 for a year. And all of your immediate family can join also. That's fantastic. I mean, and, and you've heard me on my stump about this, the a good word for this the view of what what people think the vfw is it's just a bunch of Correct. old guys smoking and sitting around drinking beer all day um that's not true i'm sure that that's true in some posts that you go to but that's not true for the vfw 4709 um we're non-smoking correct we've been non-smoking for almost four years now um it was a now, hard birth yes um we do have a smoking area right outside of the canteen. It is enclosed, so you don't have to worry about the weather. We have a heater, an AC out there, and we also have the biggest TV in the post is right out there in the smoke area. I thought so. Um, in the canteen, we have one, two, three large screen TVs, right? Yeah. We have three that are about 32 inches, I think. We have one that's 55 inches, but the one outside is 75 inches. Wow. We need to lower that, by the way. My neck doesn't go up high enough. <laughs> um, well, you need a recliner. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Can we make a motion for that? Way to go, Ralph. That was good. I like or a that. rocking chair. We're doing really well. A rocking chair would be nice. I'd, I'd never leave the post. Um, if you haven't been to the VFW, 4709, you need to come by and check us out. Now, when you go to the VFW 4709's Facebook page or the soon-to-be-released new and improved website, you'll find calendars of the events. And um, I know the new one has every single event that we're going to do in the coming year because I typed it all in. Right. And there are 
numerous events that are open to the public. Didn't know that, did you? That's right. You can just come. Um, like karaoke. Thank you. Um, we do karaoke a couple of times a month, I believe. It's once a month right now, but that we're discussing going to two times a month. Ah, that's what it was. Yeah, um, karaoke. I promise that I will not sing, though I am pitch and tone perfect. Um, and the reason I, I don't do that is I don't want to embarrass all the other people. Well, I found one song that I'd love to get up there and sing every single time. It's by uh, the Edgar Winter Group, and it's called Frankenstein. I don't think I've heard this. There's absolutely no words to it. That's me. Wow, one step better than tequila. <laughs> Correct. I used to be able to do the Macarena, too. Macarena, Macarena. Many years ago. Um, back when I was young and slim and trim into my fighting weight. Um, the In years past, in my youth, when I was growing up, um, we didn't have a VFW in town. We had an American Legion. But everything focused around that American Legion. I played American Legion baseball. Been to American Legion spaghetti dinners. Been to numerous dances at the American Legion Hall. I think that as service organizations, we, we've moved a little bit further away from that than, than I would like. And I am harping on these activities and, and, and whatnot at the various veteran service organizations in the area because there's so much more that veterans have to give to their communities then the community is aware of what the veterans can actually give them. What type of veteran joins a veteran service organization? What type of veteran joins the VFW or the American Legion? I'll tell you exactly the type of veteran that does that. It's the veteran that gets out of the military, retires, he's medically discharged, he's served his time and is moving on, whatever the case may be, but he gets out and he or she still has a need to serve. It's he or she that is missing something that they had on the inside, in the, in the military, that they didn't know that they had. A camaraderie, a, a lifelong friendships, an understanding, a battle buddy. And these are the reasons to join any veteran service organization. You need that camaraderie again. You need your battle buddy, someone that understands you. You still have a need to serve. Veteran service organizations fill those needs in your life. Okay, one more thing back to the Honor Guard, uh, the VFW 4709. Uh, your uniforms are supplied by the VFW, shoes, uh, trousers, blouses, uh, just the way these are here, uh, the cord, uh, caps, uh, you provide the toss salad, uh, your branch stuff, uh, ribbons, whatever you want, uh, uh, all of that you provide. But uniforms are provided by the VFW, uh, so just keep that in mind. If you feel froggish jump, come on out. Dick, how much time do I have? I got one minute. Damn, I'm good today. In this one minute before I close, I promised that I had a Navy joke for you. Well, you may fire when ready, Gridley. And since in honor of the Navy and the Marines here today, do you know why there's Marines on naval vessels? Pray tell. So sailors have someone to dance with. Oh, geez. Why didn't I not see that coming? <laughs> but I found that they don't dance very well, so... Well, you know, this, it's the crayons. Yeah, they have to have one each hand. Well, you got to get them to put the crayons down. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> that was a joke started by the Army. The Marines have never been able to afford crayons. <laughs> well, you know, what Jerry tells me, Jerry tells me that Army is an acronym. Ain't ready for Marines yet. I would say that's true because I served three years in the Army back in the 70s and then joined the Marine Corps in 83 and stayed on there purpose? for on purpose on. and stayed there for 17 more years on purpose on purpose Boy, what a glutton for punishment that was, definitely 
Um, that's about all the time we have for this episode. Um, join us next month in January, and I'll have something else to talk about. I don't know what it is, but I will. Um, Ralph, Tim, thank you so much for taking time out of your day today. Come talk to us about your various service organizations and about the Honor Guard and what it means to serve as a veteran. For the rest of you all out there, I'm going to leave you with this song from the Warrior Song Project, as I always do. And as we're listening to this, let us remember our brothers and sisters wearing the uniform that are day, today are standing in harm's way to stand for our freedoms and our liberties. If you are wearing the uniform, I want to tell you thank you. I want to tell you I'm proud of you. And until next month, stay safe and stay vigilant.
Medicare can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. My name is Andrea Corpany, and I am an agent authorized to offer AARP Medicare plans from United Healthcare Insurance Company. I would be happy to help you better understand Medicare, your coverage options, and discover what may make AARP Medicare plans from United Healthcare a great choice for you. Call me, Andrea Corpany, today at 281-773-6239 so you can decide on a plan with confidence. That's 281-773-6239.